Welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know Lord Bella, Master John, Johnny Hotcakes, mean motherfucker! Yay! Me! It is I. I am here. Wow. <laughs> wow. I impress you every time. <laughs> every that time. I don't piss myself when I do that. <laughs> Again, I said this when you're going to be, you know, 80. You're going to be like, yay, me. Fuck and yeah, if I'm 80, I'm going to be happy about it. Yeah, your teeth will pop out. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your dentures. Some people like it when you take your teeth out. You know. That's a whole other kink. It is a whole other kink. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's adorable. laughs> Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. How, we, how did we do this weekend? Did we do Okay. We did okay. I <laughs> I spoke with a lovely lady, and she really liked me. Well, that's good. <laughs> that was very fortunate. Um, <laughs> her name is um, Victoria Eisenhower, and was she... that into the president? No, no, different spelling. Okay, not mm-hmm. Eisenhower. Not Eisenhower. Oh. This is ice. As in cold as ice. Oh, ice play. Eisenhower. And um, (laughs) she does, uh, she's a self-love scientist. Oh. So she's going to be on the podcast. I self-love all the time. You do. It hurts after a while. Yes. I'm sure you start to (laughs) chafe. Yes. As most people do. (laughs) What happens when you beat up too much? But Victoria is going to talk about uh, self-love, masturbation, obviously, See, I'm sure. What I'm, yeah. Yeah. There we go. And she's going to talk about, like, female empowerment and, and different things. It's really exciting. I like empowering females. I bet you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> or in your case, disarming them. <laughs> Disempowering them. Disempowering them? Yeah. I was going to say, don't they come at you with weapons? Yeah, they come at me. <laughs> Come on, man. I bet they do. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. I bet you do. <laughs> you just kind of open up your mouth. <sighs> you missed. You're going to have to do it again. <laughs> oh, you can't come. Let's pull over on the side of the road. You will come. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I, I really think you'll hit it off with Victoria rather well. We have a lot to talk about. We do. Okay, good. We do. She's adorable. And um, and she liked hearing stories about me working in the dungeon and all that fun stuff oh, over the years. Okay. Yeah. You're already friends then. We are. Okay, cool. We're friends. Don't worry. No one can replace you though, John. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Nobody's as annoying as me. Okay, so we, we've talked about... Talk about sadism. Sadism, yeah. We talked about that um, Monday, yeah. right? Yeah. We had a long discussion about how people that can't control their impulses... Correct. ...get into big trouble. Correct. So, but sadism is, has a sexual component to it as well. It does. We want to talk about it a little bit more, go a little bit more in depth. Maybe not talking about eating people or... Having sex with their dead bodies. <laughs> no necrophilia? No, Darn. Not today. That Damn, was that time. was self love though, wasn't it? <laughs> Something. All I'm right. Fuck you, then I'm gonna eat you and then I'll fuck you some more. 
<laughs> You're going to be part of me now. <laughs> it's not just killers who are sadistic. To counteract the suffering caused by everyday sadism, recognize how common it is. It is very common. That's coming from Psyche.com. Hmm. It's informative. Yeah. Have you ever taken pleasure in another's pain? That's yeah. That's everyday sadism. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm-hmm. have you ever just watched somebody get hurt and just laughed your ass off? Yeah. You laugh in the dungeon all the time. I do. I hear you. I do. We were giggling the other day. I do. You know, <laughs> and I tell some of our vanilla friends, like, hey, you know, in the dungeon, um, we hurt people. And they're like, well, you know, I would sit back and kind of laugh at that. I said, well, that's good. And they're like, really? They wouldn't mind? I said, fuck no. They like it. No, we always laugh. They really like it. You know, and it's funny. People laugh at me when I run my face into a sign because I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate because that, that is she's funny still laughing. shit it's been a week she's still laughing I bet she is <laughs> <laughs> um, you know our um, our friend uh, from Fat Life Intrepid who he actually came and you remember we removed his hair with duct tape oh I do remember you him. remember him right Harry Ball boy yes well he's he's so cool and he's very sweet and it's shout out to him I will say this but he emailed me last night and I get random emails from him you know from Fett and he's like oh mistress I just got this and I was torturing myself so I was thinking of you I knew you would enjoy it and it was a tinge unit it was a an e-cell sim stem uh, machine and he had hooked up the clamps around his dick and balls and he's like yeah it was supposed to make me easier to come but it actually hurts very badly, but I thought you'd Must enjoy that. It right, because I stuck it on my dick and balls, and it, yeah. it felt pretty amazing. <laughs> Made me come. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he plays with his little clitty way I, too much. Yeah, so. I didn't put any attachments on it, though. That might be the problem the metal attachments. I just put yeah. the things straight on my balls and turned it on. <laughs> it's like shit. Yeah, I don't want that machine back. <laughs> <laughs> I think we pass that on to Rob. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, you can let me borrow it again. I got somebody I want to use it on. I've got a new one you can have. Okay. <laughs> I don't want it back. <laughs> All right. So tell us more, John. At times, we understand and feel others' pain so acutely, it might as well be our own. We wince at another's injuries and cry when they see people suffering, even strangers. This empathy is a vital social tool. And that's true. We do feel empathy for it people is. all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we see homeless people on the side of the road. I know you're big into helping people, especially vet- veterans. Yeah. People that, you know, maybe they're there because of mental illness or some other issue. It's not their fault. They didn't ask for it. They just need help. And yeah. we do. We feel a lot of em- empathy for them. I was passing out cookies to the homeless today, too. Yeah. We recognize and feel someone's distress. We're driven to help. Yet, despite its prevalence and importance, empathy is not the only way we might respond to others' pain. There exists a twin process, the dark mirror of empathy. Called sadism. Yeah. (laughs) This capacity to instead feel pleasure from other people's pain and suffering is not as rare as you might think. I mean, we like it, so it must be (laughs) the (laughs) 
The word sadism often conjures up a heinous criminal who tortures others for fun. We talked about that on Monday. We did. This is the sadism presented in popular fiction and films such as Silence of the Lambs or the television series Dexter, and in reports of real-life criminals such as American serial killer Ted Bundy. We talked about him. We did. Yeah, you like him. Well, (laughs) get ready to say, hmm. But yeah, I liked the whole concept of, you know... Yeah, you understanding yeah, people like him. You've got a psychology degree, so you, yeah. you like studying the psychology of serial killers. And, yeah, and you know, part of that might be some of your sadism. It may be, yeah. maybe yeah. it's sadistic. It's really sadistic. It's crazy, but yeah, it's enjoyable. You don't want to kill people, but you, oh no, well, like yeah, it? there might be somebody. <laughs> I could think of a handful of people. Uh, I kept thinking, is there really a purge? Let's see. Let's hope maybe one day. Yeah, but you wouldn't fuck that dead body and eat them. Oh, goodness, no. Okay. No, no. I want to fuck them when they're alive. (laughs) (laughs) Sodomize them with no lube, you know? Tie them to a tree. Set them on fire. You know, extinguish them, you know? Can we get a tree branch and fuck them with that? Yes! We put broken glass on their butthole before we stick it in? Absolutely. Let's do it. Absolutely. Damn. You know, when I was at work, <laughs> I, I used to hate my job. I worked in a warehouse, and they would do fucked up shit. And I just looked at them and was like, you know what? Did you throw some sand on that before you fuck me with it? Make it really hurt, bitches. Right? <laughs> Fucking, you know, fuck me, make it hurt. <laughs> this extreme version of sadism certainly exists. Sadistic pleasure can be a motivating factor in the most serious offenses including serial murder and sexual crimes. But it's wrong to, to dismiss sadism as something that lives only in the evil or depraved. Psychologists now recognize that a milder version of sadism, what they've dubbed everyday sadism, exists in many of us, probably because of the survival advantages that you gave our ancestors. That makes a lot of sense. It does. Yeah. You want to continue? Well, I, I think we can scan over, too, yeah, a lot. Yeah, we don't have to read all that, but they talk about... People enjoying fights. You know, we have boxing on TV. We have wrestling, um, MMA, kickboxing. People watch that for entertainment. We, we know we had gladiators, and they'd watch it. They'd watch them kill each other. Yeah, absolutely. They it. So it's it's not uncommon. Pe- people do enjoy. Even football is a violent game. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So it, they talk about an experiment that they did by uh, some researchers, undergraduates, and they admitted to having sadistic impulses. And they agreed with statements such as, I enjoy physically hurting people. I enjoy making people suffer. Um, they were really more likely to behave cruelly, uh, specifically given a choice of four challenging tasks. So killing wood lice with a modified coffee coffee bean grinder. (laughs) Some lice in this coffee grinder. Isn't that gross? To kill bugs. (laughs) Yeah, helping someone else kill the insects. At least it wasn't kittens. Oh yeah. Grinding up kittens would have been bad. Yeah, that's sick. So wood lice, it's okay. Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or help someone else kill the bugs. Yes. No, if if I'm going to kill them, I won't kill myself. I don't want to help somebody else. And then something totally off is cleaning toilets or putting their own hand in icy water. You know what? Yeah. I'd rather kill the bugs than clean toilets. Yeah. Putting my hand in icy water wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. But, you know, I'd kill the bugs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the students who said they enjoyed hurting others were more likely to pick one of the killing options. So, 
But don't worry, they didn't actually go through. <laughs> <laughs> no bugs were farmed in this experiment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then it says another experiment was done, and participants who admitted to being more sadistic were more likely to blast a computer game opponent with a longer, loud, <laughs> louder, longing-lasting white noise. They were even willing to work longer on a boring leather, uh, excuse me, I can't talk tonight. Yeah. Letter counting task for another opportunity to blast their opponent. Yeah. Wow, isn't that crazy? And it was just white noise. It was just annoying. Yeah, it was just annoying. Annoy this motherfucker just for fun. To me, and then they did a menial task just to do it again. Yeah. To me, that doesn't seem really sadistic, but... Well, they can't actually let them do sadistic things. Well, yeah, clearly. <laughs> but still... <laughs> Okay, so outside of the lab, people who score higher on questionnaire measures of everyday sadism are also more likely to carry out acts of vandalism, sexual aggression, cyberbullying, trolling other people online. And such findings show that people's subjective feelings of everyday sadistic pleasure have real-life consequences, increasing the likelihood they will, that they will choose to behave in ways that bring more suffering. Okay, I didn't yeah. notice this before when we were reading through this. Yeah. But every one of those examples are things that people do in secret. Yeah, absolutely. Vandalism. Yes. They don't do that in the open. No. Sexual aggression. Yes. Cyberbullying. Yes. You get behind a computer screen, nobody knows who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Trolling someone. Yeah. These are all anonymous activities that you think you're getting away with without anybody knowing who you are. Yeah. And that, you know, that's pretty fucked up. It is. It's very fucked up. Wow. They, they like causing suffering, but they don't want anybody to know who they are because they're ashamed of it or because they're afraid of getting in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they keep wanting to do it and, you know, they don't want to get in, get caught. Right. Yeah. Not like us. <laughs> <laughs> what about us? We're just fucking mean to people to their face. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's another common place where sadistic tendencies can appear. You know where that's at? Tell us. In the bedroom. Oh! <gasps> No, not yeah. in the bedroom. <laughs> in fact, Mia, sexual sadism or sexual arousal in response to another person's suffering is not especially rare. No. One German study found that 21.8% of men reported sexual fantasies about causing physical or psychological pain. Crazy. So we talk about this all the time. We do. Physical pain would be impact play mm -hmm. or some type of physical harm to the person. More psychological would be humiliation, degradation, cisification. Mind fucking. Yeah. Yeah. And people really like that too. Definitely. So another study conducted in Quebec found that across sexes, 5.5% of people had experimented with sadistic sexual behavior at least once. Absolutely. And that seems like a really low number. Yeah, that's definitely 5%. a low number. Yeah. You know, but you think about it. If you have 100 friends, five of them yeah. Are sadistic. Definitely. So that's kind of, it is kind of a high number. Definitely. But when we're looking for people, I, I think it's because we're in that group. So we know more people that admit it. So our group of friends is a higher percentage because that's who we're friends with. Hmm. Wow. I don't know if that made sense at all. <laughs> confuse myself. No, you don't have to confuse yourself. But, you know, I was watching um, 2020 the other day. Of course, because serial colors. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, this couple, they went out to walk their dog. And lo and behold, this truck comes by and shoots the husband dead. 
Just drive by and shoot some. Just, just drive by and shoot some. Well, there's a story behind it. Fuck. Hence 2020, you know? So the wife is in hysterics. She wants to know why, why, why. Of course, this is done in the daytime. So there's other people that identify that it's a black truck, you know, blah, blah, blah. Says that there was a T symbol on it. And the T stands for Tennessee. Well, the wife didn't quite give the full story about it. So, right. The it de- was the wife's boyfriend. Oh, potential boyfriend, right? Oh, okay. In her mind, right? Well, come to find out, it was her high school sweetheart she had dated. Mm. And he actually contacted her years later after all this, found her online, contacted her, and she started this this whole thing with him online. And it got to telling this guy that her husband was emotionally abusive and physically abusive, and he was abusive in the bedroom, and she sent him pictures. Well, come to find out, the pictures were of her car accident pictures where she had bruises and cuts and everything else. Well, then she comes up with... um, this whole story telling this boyfriend and he's thinking, God, what am I going to do? I got to try to save her. You know, I love her. I want to be with her. And so he's really getting concerned and he's in another state. So that's when he comes and, you know, basically takes down the husband and kills him. The white knight coming in. The white knight. Exactly. But interestingly enough that during this whole correspondence, this guy gets a letter, an email from this woman's husband. And it's, basically saying if you don't leave her alone and you know cut yourself out of my family then i'm going to start torturing her and i'm going to do whatever i want with her so he's like threatening the husband supposedly but coming to find out it wasn't the husband sending this email it was the wife so she was purposely playing victim creating these sadistic scenarios with all of this mind fucking this guy yeah so that she could get the insurance money yeah when i was a teenager i had a friend mm-hmm. he was dating a girl and he was complaining about it. he's like i just really want to break up with this girl and i'm like well why don't you just break up with her and he said that she would punch herself in the face slam her face into walls just give herself black eyes and bruises all over and threaten to tell the police that it was him if he if he broke up with her she would purposely beat the shit out of herself and then threaten him to tell that he did it. Wow. Yeah. So. Crazy feel, folks. That's nuts. That is nuts. I'm glad I remember that story when you said that. Wow. One. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I went all my life forgetting that story and then you brought it right back up and I'm like, thanks. Thanks, bestie. You're welcome, John. I have nightmares now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it just shows you the, the great lengths that people go through. Absolutely. Yeah. What they go to to actually, you know, lie to people, be sadistic, play the mind games, and or, you know, create that, that whole ruse of, you know, beating oneself up to blame the other. It's yeah. crazy. Now, this article separates sadism, everyday sadism and sexual sadism. Definitely. We talk a lot about sexual sadism. Yes. But this separates it. So critically, everyday sexual sadism expressed, or everyday sexual sadism is expressed with a consenting partner as part of the BDSM subculture of sexual behavior. 
In contrast, what the behaviors found to be associated with non-sexual everyday sadism, such as aggression and cyberbullying. The person on the receiving end has not signed up to being harmed. This could make the two versions of sadism distinct. So we're talking when we talk about sadism, we're talking about going in the bedroom, choking our partner, pulling their hair, fucking them until they run their bang their head into the wall. You know, just breaking them. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like personal experience, isn't it? It Happens all the time. (laughs) All the time. But those are those are easy examples. People like I don't like that, but. A lot of people do. Yeah. You know, you like to pull your wife's hair. You might, that, that's a little bit of sadistic. Yeah, absolutely. So I like to get the reaction. It's a lot more common than people think. Yes. I like to get the reaction of my little slave boy when I hit him in the dick. <laughs> you I love it. And, you know, I've like programmed him so much because I'm so used to hitting him that he has that puppy dog syndrome where he's like, and he flinches like I'm going to hit him. Yeah, because you hit him in the ball. I do, and I hit him in the face. You hit him in the balls one time, I'm going to flinch for the rest of my life. <laughs> and you know that move that you that you can go and like mount a dog when they, you're I've trying to... I've never mounted a dog. Listen, you you do that when you... <laughs> when they're trying to exert their dominance on another dog. You get on top of it? You get on top of the dog and you're like... And fuck it? No. Don't be so crass, You said John. mount the dog. Mount the dog as in, hey... I own you. I, I'm the Just owner. Just walk up to him and slap in the face. No. <laughs> Crazy. That's why two in the dungeon. But, you know, that's why I do to, uh, to my husband. I You know, he starts you giving him? me a lip. Yeah, he starts giving me lip. Okay. I'll throw him on the bed and mount him. Yeah, but you, you know? do fuck him. Of course I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell him to spread his cute little cheeks and I'll sodomize him. Yeah. Yeah. Fun things. It okay. is fun. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like mounting things. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like all aspects of personality, everyday sadism is not a binary phenomenon. Yes. It's not that you're either an everyday sadist or you're not. Rather, it's a trait that exists a spectrum in the general population. Yeah, it is so a spectrum. So some people like to pull hair, and that's all they like to do. Yeah. Some people like to slap people around or cut them with knives. Or sodomize them. Or slap their balls. <laughs> or get a flog and... Smack them across the face. Make them bleed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's fun, too. See, I'm, I'm giving examples of things we like. Especially when you like, you use the flogger. We're not sadistic. No, you use that flogger, like, wraps around them, so it's like it misses their back, and then it gets them on their side. That motherfucker hurts, too. <laughs> Your back is good because you warmed it up. And yeah. Then that one time they that missed. That one time. It's just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I've missed. Yeah. She's missed. Yes. <laughs> I know. I watched that one scene where somebody took and whacked somebody in the balls so fucking hard with a leather strap a couple times. That was. The, you mean like three days ago? Yeah. That was you highly remember, enjoyable you for three me. Days ago, good. <laughs> That was highly enjoyable. Yeah, he, he squealed. He, he did. Screamed. He fucking loved it, he though. kicked around. Yeah, he did. No, he, he hated it. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't going to say no, was he? He was not. No. <laughs> so, so it's basically categorizing a lot of the sadistic, sadistic mm-hmm. ways of people. So, you know, we talk about the serial killers, but like you said, that that is... 
people who are out of control, who are mentally unstable, they don't, as sadists. They can't control their impulses. Exactly. We all have impulses. Yes. But most of us... Have impulse control. Can control it. Exactly. And then we can channel it into healthy ways. So if we have a partner that likes what we like, yeah. we can explore. It works out. Um, and, it, and it gives some examples here to show that people are probably more sadistic than they actually think that, that they are. For example... An enjoyment of violent films and games. So people like horror movies. They like to watch people get killed. They like to play violent video games. Mm -hmm. Like we said before, they like to watch fights like boxing and wrestling. They really do enjoy it. And people really... In the movies, it's not real life, but it's as close to real as we... You know, then we suspend disbelief. So it's like it's real. But in the, the fighting, that is real. Somebody really is getting hurt. Um... Even someone with a low sadism score might experience a guilty pang of, of amusement when they watch someone get hurt. So that's what we were saying at the beginning, you know? Yes, definitely. I, I walk my face into a sign, <laughs> and my partner's still laughing a week later. Yes. <laughs> she's laughing right now. You can yes, hear yes. <laughs> she's trying not. She's trying so hard to be quiet. <laughs> I, I didn't see the sign smacked right into it and then this look of shock and awe on my face like who the fuck would have signed there <laughs> and she couldn't breathe because she's the distance it's fucking hilarious it's funny when people get hurt look slapstick humor right. people, it's appropriate people trip and fall and bang their face on the concrete it's fucking funny exactly <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so get to the high scores now. Okay, high scores. Everyday sadism displayed the reverse pattern. Finding more pleasure in the clip when they were told that the cyclist had suffered a severe injury. Okay, so we skipped a part, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> low, low scores. Low scores didn't really... They, they liked it as long as they thought the cyclist that fell off the bike didn't actually get hurt. It was funny. He yeah. fell off. He rolled yeah. around a little bit. But when she told him that he was seriously hurt, he broke a leg, it wasn't funny anymore. Well, people higher on the spectrum still thought it was fucking hilarious. And they took enjoyment that he broke his leg. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit much. Yeah. So we're talking about movies. We're talking about enjoying people get hurt. Huge cultural phenomenon. The movie Jackass. Have you never seen Jackass? Oh, yeah. Almost all of them. It's the funniest fucking shit ever. Yeah. They hurt themselves on purpose, and it's hilarious. Okay. I've watched them all. Okay. I die laughing. Well, I'm going to ruin it for you in a minute. <laughs> you ready for me to ruin it for you? Um, you going to ruin Jackass? Yes, I'm going to ruin Fuck it for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> the best one, I don't know if you remember this one. They had a big, giant hand, and it was on a big spring-loaded thing. Yeah. And people would walk down the hallway, they'd let go of this hand, and it would fly around and smack them in the face, and they would do a backflip. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. I remember. Why are you looking so serious? Why are you going to ruin this for me? Ah. <sighs> It, well, it's sad because one of them who was actually in the cast, yeah. you know, he was like, you know, they promoted us to do drugs. Oh, yeah. You know, they yeah. were okay with, you know, and that's, to me, that's the sad part because sad. most yeah. of them became, you know, drug addicts. He did write a book and a memoir. He's sober now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Thank you, steve <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I knew about that. <laughs> no, I probably knew that you knew that. Maybe yeah. our audience didn't know, but I'd watched Steve-O, and then I watched someone else as well talked about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One of the cast members died. 
this yeah. big guy. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But it was like of a heart attack. It was health issues because yeah. he was probably too many drugs. Yeah, too many drugs, and he he didn't take care of himself. Mm, that's too bad. But it was funny watching them hurt the shit. Like they would beat the shit out. Of them. Oh, that was crazy. They put each other in a porta potty and flung it in the air. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> you know, it was crazy to me is when they snorted wasabi. Oh my god. Oh yeah, god. Yeah, this is some stupid shit. Yeah. Crazy. They got like a crab and let the crab bite mm-hmm. their balls with their claw. No, I remember that. Fuck. Okay. Yes. Fun times. <laughs> okay, John. Okay. <laughs> like empathy, sadism might play an important social function. So not only is it fun, it might be important. In our ancestral past, hurting others, particularly those who pose a threat, might have led to more food or protection or served as a warning to enemies and competitors. If witnessing others' pain was linked to an increased chance of survival in this way, it's logical that the experience evolved to become rewarding to some extent. The advantages of a sadistic impulse are still apparent today. In many settings, including prisons and schools, aggression and violence can confer social status. In the workplace, deriving pleasure from another's losses can provide an impetuous... Impetuous... Petsus? Yeah. To win promotion or earn more money. <laughs> it's the word, but it didn't, it, sound, it didn't sound right in that sense. No, it did not. In extreme cases such as criminal gangs, high levels of sadism can even increase one's own chances of survival. Yeah. So, you know, we still have those basic instincts that animals have. Yeah. To survive and to excel. Survival of the fittest. Exactly. Yeah. And then that just kind of put things in perspective, too. It says high levels of sadism could even increase one's own chances of survival and you know in some ways it has to be that way you know especially if you're in a third world country and you're you know in a war zone yeah you know so whatever its advantages sadism causes untold suffering that that to me was another profound statement that i read yeah you know so yeah everyday sadism bullying and you know cyberbullying people kill themselves over those yeah it's crazy you have a lot of psychological impacts mm-hmm. but sexual sadism we go in there and people want to be degraded and humiliated and we have to be really careful because the goal of BDSM is to hurt but not to harm you know we cause pain we enjoy it but we don't leave lasting permanent harm to someone and that's that's the fine line we have to play with so we talked about serial killers mm-hmm. and sadism we do. We understand what sadism is. We do. And how it's not as uncommon as we think. And it could even be important to our survival as a human race. Absolutely. <laughs> so embrace your sadism. Laugh at that motherfucker when he hurts himself. Absolutely. So next time, we need to start talking about some sadism in the bedroom. Ooh. Yeah, we need to get into the good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> or masochism. You want to talk about? Well, or just jism. <laughs> Sadism and masochism both make you dizzy. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. We'll see what happens. Okay. Okay. Well, until next time, make all your, God, I wish they'd shut up fantasies, become realities. (laughs) 